welcome to the Living Enlightened podcast. I'm Michelle from Michelle R. Price, the Lightworker. And I'm Mecca from Insightful Connections. <laughs> nearly did it again. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say from Living Enlightened, duh. <laughs> That's awesome. Gosh, that trips me up, doesn't it? So many times. We could almost do a whole episode of me being tripped up with my intro. Bloopers. <laughs> oh, funny, funny, funny. All right, so today so, we, is um, yeah. so um, we're talking about judgment, maybe of ourselves and others. There's a few different definitions which I'll go through very shortly. Um, but judgment can come in various forms and um, it can be of ourselves and others. So I think that that's, um, yeah, going to be a really interesting discussion. I'm really uh, looking forward to this today. But we might get into what we've been up to. So what's new? What have we been up to, Michelle? What have you been up to? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mentioned to you last time that I've been doing my master's um, in Reiki Shadi and I'm sort of planning to go through the whole different levels of that. So I'm really excited about that. But um, in actual fact, I've been volunteering a bit too. So I'm part of the business committee, which is a volunteer role as well. Um, but I've actually just volunteered at the um, MCing. So I'm doing more MCing roles. Um, and I volunteered to MC at Kokoda um, in Brisbane. And we also did line marking. So my husband and I went out there and actually put up the flags at various locations so people know where to go on the day. So um, we're also doing the uh, Brisbane MS uh, Bikeathon uh, Challenge as well, and that's raising a fair amount of money for MS, which is a great cause. Uh, so, yeah, we're doing a lot of sort of volunteer charity type things. Picode um, is one of them, but we're getting into other things, yeah, like the MS and all of that. So that's been really great. It's been nice to sort of give back. How about yourself? Well, I may be about to step out of my comfort zone a little bit, Michelle. Ooh, Okay. One of my girls um, is thinking about joining the Girl Guides. Oh, that's exciting. That is a little bit exciting. Um, but somehow I got roped into it as well and will be doing some volunteering work myself with them as part of her, you know, attending this and being a part of it. She's asked if I will, you know, because of um, you know, her feelings and not feeling sure, maybe she'll turn around and say, Mom, it's okay, just go don't come back um but speaking to people about the process and and what we're what's happening and what have you they've kind of asked me to you know if if I could volunteer and help out with everyone so a little bit out of my comfort zone because I'm not sure how that all works but certainly happy to do it that's very very exciting there I'm excited to see a little um girl scout in the family little little little, little bit brave isn't it yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, putting yourself out there a little bit more too. And, um, you know, that's a great lead into this episode today because we're talking about judgment. And one of the things that, you know, I guess a lot of us are worried about when we get up in front of people. And for me, uh, that's probably the emceeing stuff that I've been doing and, you know, putting myself out in front of people a bit more uh, for the first time since I was made redundant, you know, out of radio. Um, it is actually putting us out there for judgment. You know, people judge. There's always going to be judgment. It's human nature. Um, judgment literally, though, means um, in the dictionary sort of sense, um, the ability to make considered decisions or come to sensible conclusions. Now, that's a great description because I think in, you know, real terms, that's what we're talking about. That's what it actually means. But it can also apply to our relationship with ourselves and other people, Beck. And, and even our relationship about what's going on around us. For sure. Yeah. 
So whenever I'm out and about, um, you know, I'm really conscious of not judging others. And this is probably since I started doing this work um, as a light worker. Uh, and also Reiki, like I think since I started teaching Reiki, I've been really conscious that we're all the same. You know, we're all made from the same stuff. We all bleed the same. We're all so similar and so connected. And I really feel like I'm more aware of that now. So when I'm out and about, you know, and everyone does it, you know, when you're standing in a queue, waiting to see a bank teller, visiting a shopping center, when I'm walking down the street, you know, sometimes I look over the road and I think, oh gosh, look at that girl and her top. You know, it's very low cut, isn't it? Ooh, you know, or the skirt's very short, whatever the case may be. And I do that, you know, but I guess one of the little practices that I use when I um, see someone that I feel like I'm judging, um, because the thing is, we don't like being judged. And I feel like if I'm judging other people, I'm going to be judged too. So I might, you know, whatever I'm putting out there is what I'm getting back. So I make a conscious effort to, um, when I feel like I'm judging, I'm like, love and light, love and light, love and light. That's what I say to myself. So I put myself out of that judgment. I'm putting that out of my mind, whatever I was thinking about. And I'm really trying to change my mindset with that. Absolutely. And I think, too, a lot of people who do can go out into public and things like that and just be sort of hyper-focused that they are being judged or that they have this anxiety about being judged by other people, um, which ironically is you're judging what they may be doing. You know, you're, ju you're actually judging them are they judging you? So it's it's a really, I mean, we could just go around in, in circles all day with this one. Um, so I think, and I agree with you, Michelle, if a lot of us sort of just sort of sit back and be more mindful of what our judgments are, um, we would, you know, slow that down and, and maybe not, it, it could be a way to help ourselves if we can let go of our judgments, um, heal from that anxiety of being judged by other people. Yeah, it is a bit of a round and round and round you go. Um, I agree with you. And it's mm. a little bit of a merry-go-round. Where do we get off, Rebecca? Um, Han, I mentioned COVID in the last episode, and I just wanted to mention COVID again today as well because I think it's important. During COVID, a lot of people were on welfare. More people were on welfare. And, you know, I was made redundant. I ended up having to apply, you know, for welfare um, because we didn't have an income and I had two mortgages to pay. And uh, it was quite a stressful situation because when I got there to the point of actually applying for it, what I actually realized um, that I hadn't realized is how low the cutoff is to actually qualify for anything. And so here I was, you know, thinking I'm going to apply for, you know, some benefits, maybe get some benefits. And everyone was saying, oh, you know, there's so many different things you can qualify for, la di da di da and so I got there and I've applied and I'm like, um, when I put my husband's income in, there was no chance. Like there was not a hope in hell. And I think the threshold, they actually increased the threshold during COVID, but even then, I was nowhere near it. Like there was absolutely no way um, that I was going to qualify for anything, even though I had two mortgages and all these other people, you know, who were qualifying for stuff, you know, probably didn't have any any mortgages. They're probably renting or doing God knows what. And rent wasn't the same then as it is now either. Um, but yeah, there was no way. I mean, I think the original cutoff was something like, you know, if you earned more than $42,000 a year, um, your partner, I mean, um, the other person wouldn't qualify. More than 42 grand. My husband earns over 100. So I'm like, there was no way that we were going to be any, anywhere near that threshold. But then trying to pay two mortgages and do all the stuff that we were doing. And this is the thing that I really was aware of because it was real a leveler. It leveled the playing field because before it was kind of the whole, you know, I guess us and them kind of scenario where it's like, oh, well, they earn this much and we earn that much and they're on welfare and I'm not and righty, righty, rah. 
But it was a real loss in them. And then all of a sudden, you know, COVID really brought that to the fore where it was like, it's not an us and them anymore. It's actually everyone is in the same boat here. People who, you know, weren't unemployed are now unemployed. And a lot of them, you know, really weren't qualifying for, um, you know, any kind of assistance if their partner was still earning money um, because that threshold is bloody low. And then I was thinking, my God, like how is anyone supposed to survive, like anyone who's um, actually on welfare, how would anyone survive with like, you know, trying to have, you know, kids and uh, raise children and send them to school and feed them and all of that stuff on welfare that's that bloody low? Um, it was quite shocking to me. And I think it was a really good experience because it opened my eyes where I was like, I had no clue that A, the threshold was that low um, and that people would have to earn, you know, less than 42 grand a partner for their other half, you know, if they were made redundant or lost their job or whatever, to actually get welfare. Like it was it was quite shocking to me, Rebecca. But I think it's good to, you know, have that sort of leveler, the great leveler, because it does make us realise, wow, you know, when I um, started working for myself and earning an income again, uh, which was pretty quick, I set up my business pretty fast. It was, I was very grateful. Let me tell you, I was so grateful to have that income coming in. And I prayed about it a lot. Yes, absolutely. And there has always been that sort of, I think that stigma there around people who are getting that extra support in those payments. And, you know, I, I mean, a lot of the time, people don't help themselves with the way they present themselves and what they actually do, and how much effort they put in those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. But it's that stigma, it's that stereotype that a lot of people sort of go into. Look, I just I, I just wanted to say that um, I've, I've just put a note here in the show notes on stepping into stillness. And I think one thing for me when I feel like I'm judging someone or I'm judging the situation is just to be mindful um, about how much power my silence actually has for me personally so when I feel like I'm starting to judge someone and I just sort of sit back and I just go in, like into silence and just sort of reflect on what's happening and, and how I like reflect on what's happening within me why do I feel like I'm being judgy why am I judging um, those sorts of things just sort of taking that moment of silence and taking the opportunity to try and see the other side of the coin can be a very helpful thing to do it takes again it takes a lot of practice oh my gosh everything takes practice it does it takes practice because you're just so quick to sort of fire into to a direction aren't we yeah and um, I think that you said, with, with I just everything comment on that point you made about um people you know sometimes don't help themselves and recently because I mean I'm so grateful to be self-employed honest to God to have clients to have an income you know all of that I'm so grateful for but I was chatting to some girlfriends of mine who are part of um, our business committee and are attending our networking events. And, um, you know, they're, they're applying or they're not applying. They're um, putting out the call for employees. And there's quite a few people um, who are on Newstart and they just have to apply for jobs because that's part of Newstart. So yeah. they have all these applications come in, let's say 200. And then my friend who's, um, you know, doing all the interviews, She's actually started asking, look, are you doing this just to fill out an application, like just to, you know, submit yeah. an application or are you actually wanting a job? And a lot of people are just writing back going, I don't want a job. I just have to, I have to send this in. So people are being honest about it. So yeah. um, can we really judge? You know, that's their decision. That's their choice. I don't want to work. You know, we kind of have to accept that, I think. That's right. And it can be frustrating because you're filling out the paperwork, you've got to stamp it, you've got to sign it, you've got to be held accountable legally for what you're putting on that paper. But then on the other hand, 
um, for a lot of people with those payments and things, um, I know I know personally that it I I work. I'm a health support worker. Um, I do all of that sort of work and what have you. But when I needed to get some assistance from them, I got put on what they call a job seeker because of my age and because of the age of my children, that sort of thing. I already had a job. It was um, like with COVID and everything, it was a lower income, that sort of thing. But they still put me on this job seeker where you had to go and apply for jobs. I've been on that too. It's like, but this doesn't, this doesn't match. Like this doesn't yeah. match. So in that sense putting in forms and saying, look, um, you know, are you interested? Are you available to work these hours? Well, I'm not really because yeah. I already do have a job, but this is the way the system is. And yeah. even saying to them and, you know, in the, the department, I already have a job. They're like, well, this is what you have to do. Even if it means you go and have to do this, yeah. you just get it. It's I was on the same one. I was on Job Seeker too. And or got- you're volunteering your time. So, yeah. and then when I sort of went, you know, this doesn't, yeah, and it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right that I'm, oh. I've already got a job. It may not be a high paying job at the moment because yes. of the way everything's going in the world, but I need this assistance. So I ended up doing a lot more volunteering work than looking for work work oh. because I didn't feel comfortable wasting their time with all the paperwork and things like that yeah. when I already had a job it just wasn't enough to you know at that time the hours and the restrictions and, and you know you weren't allowed to leave your suburb you weren't allowed to do this you weren't it was really quite difficult yeah. so it's it's a little bit interesting isn't it and yeah. again that comes from from that judging uh, while people are sort of sitting there going, well, no, I don't want to work and I don't want to do mm. this. Other people are, are caught in a situation where, yeah, they do have some work, mm. um, but they're restricted because, well, were restricted because of these conditions with COVID and everything yes. else um, and just trying to do the best they can yeah. and trying to be mindful of everyone else as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little, it was a little bit of a crazy time. Yeah, no, I've been through exactly the same, Beck, so I can relate firsthand to that. I actually forgot um, to show you the card today as well, so I just wanted to give you this. This is um, Doreen Virtue and Radley Valentine, the Angel Tarot. Yes, yes. Four of Fire is the card, and um, these are really beautiful. They've got like little, um, I don't know, they look like sort of there's a dragon in the middle, but it's almost like these kind of fairy maybe wands or something. I don't know. They're um, Maybe they're miniature dragons or something. Oh, yeah, they're miniature dragons on the end of like... Um, almost like wands kind of looking things, like upright posts. Um, they look like yep. little dragons, like little baby ones up the top and little dragon eggs or something, and there's a dragon in the middle. Um, and dragons for me are always um, good luck. Um, it's a positive thing. And the fire is obviously a transmuter. Um, it transmutes energy, it transmutes negative energy, anything you want to get rid of. Um, and the card itself, the message is contentment, peace and abundance, a happy home life, the successful completion of a project, isn't that amazing? That's so appropriate. Um, certainly for my life, you know, doing Reiki Ashadi, um, you know, completing that, the master's version of that. And, um, you know, the home life, um, you know, I mentioned before, you know, I want to sort of have um, happiness around that. Um, contentment, peace and abundance. I mean, what else are we hoping for here? Uh, abundance, especially because that's what we're trying to manifest in our lives. So, um, yeah, just forgot to put that in the in there. So I just wanted to add that in before we finish up uh, today. So that's been a really yeah, I just, um, 
Yeah, great chat, Beck. And I think the judgment um, is something that, you know, I think we could definitely do another episode on because there's so much in it. Um, and as we learn, you know, we learned a little bit more and it's nice for us to be able to sort of teach others as well and share that knowledge. So just, yeah, and I've just got a takeaway for all the listeners at home too. Um, have you ever sort of seen a situation and felt sort of that little jolt in your heart or in your chest? You know, you get that little sort of feeling, that uncomfortable feeling in there. Yeah. Um, that is probably our first indication that we should be listening um, and trusting the messages receiving from our heart. So if something doesn't feel right, um, let's listen to what our heart and what our inner self has to say about that situation. Just sort of mm -hmm. take a moment, think about it. Um, again, with the sitting in the stepping into the stillness, um, but just in listening to that, your body's. Um, I can't think of the word. Um, what the body's telling you. Yes. Um, our body signals is the word I was after um, and just trusting that that signal has happened for a reason and let's maybe listen more with our heart as well and just sort of feel into that a bit more what's on the other side of the coin there yeah um, so that's awesome. just a takeaway I've got my computer just shut down oh dear all right well um that's the timing because uh next time we get together we're going to be talking about the rental market and it's fitting because we just sort of alluded to that and it has changed a lot the landscape's really changed a lot out there you rent i don't um but because we're building um my husband and i may actually have to sell our house and rent so um i think this is a really interesting discussion this time because you know we're doing a bit of research into what that looks like at the moment so um yeah i think it's going to be a really good um comparative sort of uh session on uh, the rental market at the moment and I think we'll be able to you'll be able to help me out a little bit too uh, even though you're in Canberra um, it'll still be a very interesting little um, comparison there because potentially we're going to be doing that very soon Rebecca but that's been a great episode thank you so much for today thank you and, and a big shout out to everyone out there listening today yeah yeah absolutely and uh, we'll talk to you next week